If you avoid doing difficult things, the rewards for doing them will avoid you. And that is the thought for today. Today's episode of the 7 Good Minutes Daily Self-Improvement Podcast is being sponsored by HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit service. With HelloFresh, you'll be able to end all that stressful meal planning and preparing so you can just enjoy cooking again. You'll even be able to get dinner on the table in 20 to 30 minutes. It's a meal plan that has something for everyone, including low-calorie, vegetarian, and family-friendly recipes. I really enjoy the cheesy beef tostadas. They're quick and easy to prepare, and man, are they good. To discover your favorite HelloFresh meal, go to HelloFresh.com slash 7GoodMinutes10 and take advantage of their New Year's sale, where you get 10 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 7GoodMinutes10. And now, on with today's episode of 7 Good Minutes. Welcome to 7 Good Minutes. I'm Clyde Lee Dennis. Thanks for joining me for what I believe will be seven of the most enriching minutes of your day. In today's episode of 7 Good Minutes, we learn all about how to trick your brain into doing hard things and enjoying it. (laughs) Enjoy. Essentially what I did is I stopped generating motivation by thinking about an end goal and instead I learned to enjoy the process. So first of all, what's wrong with visualizing an end goal? Why not use this image of this beach body or Greek god physique as motivation to work out? Well, the main problem you'll face is the fact that there is a huge disparity between what it feels like to fantasize about this Greek god physique and what it feels like to actually be at the gym pushing heavy weights. They're a completely different sensation. Fantasizing about having an awesome body feels awesome. It puts you in this sort of la-la land where you're just walking around as this imaginary version of yourself. Actually going to the gym, it's strenuous, it's sweaty, and it's often really boring, especially if you're doing cardio on a treadmill. It's like the most boring thing I've ever encountered in my life. That's the first problem. The second problem that you face when you try to generate your motivation from this ideal image of yourself is that it will always be a moving target. No matter how much you fantasize about this perfect version of yourself, you will never feel like you have arrived. And even if you were to hypothetically arrive arrive at this goal, there's something called entropy. Stagnation breeds destruction. If you just sit on your winnings, everything will fall apart. You need to keep moving. You have to love the daily discipline of going to battle every single day and finding pleasure and fulfillment in the thing, in the present moment, for its own sake. If you're able to do this, then that's the happy place. The thing itself will generate its own motivation as you do it, and you can become fully immersed in the activity you're doing. So am I saying it's bad to have goals in general? Not at all. Goals are really good for creating direction. Having an ideal is sort of like having a compass. It's leading you in the right direction. You should take a glance at it for reference, but in the day-to-day struggle of actually doing the thing, it's not what you should be focusing on. So now that we know why it's kind of unhelpful to always think about this end goal, now you're probably thinking, how do I learn to enjoy and embrace difficult things and have it be an integrated part of my life? So there are two things that really help me do that. Number one 
is more of a mindset shift and it's more inner work. And number two is more of a practical, strategic thing that you do to yourself. Okay, so number one is to operate from an abundance mindset rather than a scarcity mindset. When you think to yourself, I need to go get jacked. Do you think that's an abundance mindset or a scarcity mindset? That is a scarcity mindset because you need to go get something and that applies that you don't already have it. When you say, I need to go to the gym because I need to go get jacked, you're subconsciously saying to yourself, that's because I'm not jacked yet, which also implies to yourself that you're not jacked. And as I've mentioned in previous videos, human beings have an innate sense of wanting to stay intellectually consistent. Whatever you think your identity is, you will operate accordingly. So if you are constantly telling yourself that you are not jacked, what do not jacked people do? They don't go to the gym. When you look at it that way, going to the gym will always be something that's outside of yourself. It's something that's unnatural for you. Why would you go to the gym if you're not jacked? So am I saying you should do some like woo-woo thing and pretend that you're jacked all of a sudden? Like force yourself to know that you are in fact a giant beast. That's not what I'm saying because that's not true. Instead, try reminding yourself that the reason why you want to go to the gym is because you're an active person and going to the gym is something that is important to you. Your health is important to you. So since you're an active person, going to the gym is just something you do that gets rid of a ton of mental resistance in the way of actually going to the gym. You can use this exact same method for reading books. If you're constantly telling yourself like, oh, I have to go read books to get smarter. Oh, I have to go read a book now. Like, obviously you're not gonna have a good time while you're doing it. But if you identify as somebody who enjoys reading books, it's something that you like doing. It's just a part of who you are. Then you're way more likely to actually follow through with doing it. And if you think this is just some woo-woo crap, this is how some of the greatest musicians, athletes, and performers operate. Take John Mayer, for example. I was just watching one of his Instagram live videos where he was jamming out to blues backtracks and he was having the time of his life. And he said, on the actual live stream. Nothing's more fun in this lifetime than going out to dinner and coming home and picking up guitar and just practicing, just playing. I don't even call it practicing. Because even the word practice implies that you're only doing it to achieve some sort of outcome. But if you're playing, you're just enjoying it for what it is. So when I'm playing for you, I'm like, I'm kind of doing what I do at home, which is repeat the same stuff over and over again because it feels really good. This next tip is a little bit more practical and a little less theoretical. And that is to utilize habit bunching. And that is when you pair an already existing habit that you are used to doing with one that you're trying to work on. So for instance, I'm a sucker for a great cup of coffee. I have one in the morning and one in the early afternoon. I really enjoy the taste of coffee and I look forward to it every single time. Do I have an addiction? Yes, but I can leverage this filthy habit of mine into working on another habit. A great one to pair with a coffee addiction is reading. And that's exactly how I started reading more books. Every single morning next to my coffee maker, I placed the book that I wanted to read next to it. So that when I made my coffee, I knew to pick up the book and I could only drink the coffee if I was reading the book the entire time I was drinking it. Done. Please keep in mind, this is about half of the entire presentation. If you're up for a treat, you should definitely listen to the whole thing. You can do so by clicking the link labeled View the Full Video on YouTube in the show notes. So that does it for this episode of 7 Good Minutes. Until next time, let's be civil to one another out there. Thanks for listening.